Thanks for joining us on Sandful Radio, Zach Milbank here, and with me today is a man who's had a long and winding road to game number 100 in the Sandful Statewide Super League. It is Glenelg Captain Max Proud. How are you, Max? Yeah, good, thanks, Zach. Uh, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Um, congratulations on the milestone, triple figures. Um, it's taking you some time to get there, given that your debut was round five of 2012, but uh, so therefore it must mean a heck of a lot to you. Yeah, it has. It's, it's definitely been a long time coming. Um, sort of glad to finally get there, I guess. It's sort of been a something I've always aimed to, to get to, but it's um, taken me longer than others. Um, but I guess looking back on it now, I wouldn't really change too much. It's probably you know, galvanised um, the way I play and, and, and how I see footy these days anyway. So mm. definitely some ups and downs along the way. But yeah, um, excited to, to get to game 100. And nice little touch to have the name on the number 19 locker down there at Brighton Road. Yeah, definitely. I think um, you know, there's been some good players in the number 19 um, over the years and get to have a look at those every every time at training. But, um, mm. yeah, to play 100 games in number 19, it's, um, it's a great honour. And um, to have my name on the locker you know, with Fred Phyllis and um, Lyndon Bow, these guys, is um, yeah, something that I'm, I'm very happy with. Most definitely, and uh, you played your first uh, debut game, as we touched on, round five of 2012, was against South Adelaide, and a bit of irony there that you'll be against the Panthers uh, when you take up the field for number 100 at Adelaide Oval on um, Sunday from 11.50. Yeah, I sort of vaguely remember the, the first game, it was a night game, um, I was still Andrew, Andrew Anger, he was <laughs> a pretty good forward at the time. Um, but yeah, I had to work pretty hard, like to earn my apprenticeship to get into the side. Um, played mm. a few years reserves, and we did win a flag in the reserves before I sort of was able to debut. So, you know, didn't just get rushed in there to, yeah. to earn my spot. Um, and then, you know, that was during the, the years where we had AFL teams like Port and Crow. So it was sort of AFL players coming back into the side. Mm-hmm. So I was a bit used to drop out of the side for guys like Sam Shaw and Joe yep. Lyons, that sort of thing. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a bit up and down the first couple of years, but um, yeah, obviously a great honour to, to pull on the, the Guernsey for the first time. Uh, before you got to that point, though, um, obviously a lot of junior football in your career at Glenelg, but um, I understand it wasn't always smooth sailing in that respect either, and that um, there were a couple of times where you'd almost been um, told, even before you got to that point, that uh, service is no longer required at uh, Tigerland. Yeah, so as a junior, I sort of I was a bit of a late developer and um, wasn't getting picked in the, the junior sides at Glenelg, um, but then had a really good last year at Sacred Heart, um, playing first 18, and then um, went back out to Glenelg and, and sort of started playing with the 18s after that. Then we won a flag under Chris Massey, and then first year in reserves, we won another flag, and then didn't mm. play in a final <laughs> until <laughs> last year. So um, it was sort of success early days, and then... Um, you know, a lot of years without finals, but um, you know, for various reasons, whether it was injuries or, or form or whatever, I've, yeah, it, was, it didn't always come easy. So I mm. um, had to always earn, earn my spot, and, and that's why it sort of taught me that every time I did get an opportunity, that I'd, I'd give it everything and, and sort of give the coaches no reason to, to leave me out the following week. So I think, yeah, yeah looking back on it, it's, it has um, helped the way I, I play and I look at every game. Um, 
yeah, I guess it's a bit cliche, but as, as, yeah. if, as if it is the last. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it wouldn't really change much in that respect. And do you think the role that you play and the size that you are add to that as well, Max, that you're probably not an absolute gorilla defender, are you, in terms of your size? You've had to sort of even just touching on your first opponent in your first game, or dare say Andrew Angel would have had a good probably 5, 10 centimetres on you in terms of height. So it's sort of been something that throughout your career you've had to sort of battle against the odds with your direct opponent as well. Yeah, definitely. I think as you get a bit more experience, you, you understand how to play those players that are taller than you, which in most cases they're, they're always taller than me. But, mm. um, yeah, I sort of did get flinged around a bit. Um, I, I sort of swing back and forward. Um, at times, but obviously competing with some pretty good defenders um, during those years. Like we had James Seller, sort of had fullback locked in mm. um, there for a while. Um, but yeah, I guess you know the more I've played and, and learned my craft, um, the, the easier that's become. I think defence has always been my my best position, and yeah. um, I'm probably not quick enough to go with a small, so I had to stick with the tools. But um, yeah. you know, just play out of my weight zone every now and then, which yeah, I think I've um, been able to, to do pretty well of recent times. So we haven't been able to string to, together a, a nice stack of games until the last couple of years, which we'll get to. But before we get to that point, um, 2015 in particular was a bit of a nightmare season for you. Uh, only the four league games, and it sort of sparked a, a rotten run that you had with injury. Just uh, walk us through what went wrong. Um, well, I did actually spend a bit of time overseas in that pre-season. I'd like to mm. say that pre-season doesn't make a difference, but I think it does. <laughs> um, so I did. Uh, I missed a fair chunk of pre-season because I wanted to do some travelling, which is always a part of my plan after finishing uni. Um, and but I did come back still in reasonable nick and was able to play the first couple of games in the league side. But um, I then broke my finger and my wrist in the same incident against mm. uh, in round two of that year. And then obviously had a fair chunk on the sidelines before coming back in, earning my spot again. But then having an ankle injury, so it was sort of just a bit of you know, a bit of bad luck, but probably not having the yeah. Uh, the full pre-season hurt me, um, and then, yeah, that was probably the, the beginning of a, a few bad years in terms of injury and not being able to get consistent footy in, um, yeah. which I think, you know, when you, when you don't play consistently, your, your body isn't hardened and it, it tends to, to fail on you a bit, but I did mm. do a lot of work, you know, behind the scenes to, to get it right um, in the last couple of years without um, having missed a game the last two years. Mm. Um so, yeah, I think um, yeah, it has changed, but a lot of hard work has gone into that. 2016 and 2017 only managed the eight league games apiece in both of those years. 2016 struggled with a couple of hamstrings, and then 2017, a really nasty, uh, innocuous injury, obviously no um, malice intended, but uh, Louis Johnston from Nord's knee ended up crashing into your face and... Uh, depressed cheap boner tell us about the recovery from that and what it, how, yeah to it must have been yeah, absolutely that, that horrendous was probably, that was probably the toughest one of the lot because um obviously anything around the face is um you, you don't want that but i think where i was at at that point i um worked my ass off to get over a couple of hamstrings um which i didn't think i was quick enough to do a hamstring but um <laughs> i did a couple of those so um yeah, and then, and then I had to earn my spot again, sort of 
because I had an interrupted pre-season and finally worked my way into the league side. Um, played North on another night game and, and got that knee, straight knee from Louis Johnson um, in a marking contest. And obviously, yeah, he didn't intend to do it. He just jumped higher than I did. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I sort of at that point, I was uh, I was sitting in hospital and had, had the four plates in the... Um, in the face and was wondering why I sort of continued to put my body through it um, mm. but you know once all that goes why you have some time to think about it and caught up to caught up with some good people for some advice and, and decided to you know keep going because I wasn't wasn't content with, with where I was at with my career so I, wanted, I knew I had more to offer so mm-hmm. um, yeah and, and I'm so glad I did um, yeah. just to keep going but yeah, even Louis Johnson on the weekend after after the game, he was asking me about it. I yeah, think right. he uh, he felt quite bad, but obviously he didn't didn't mean to. But yeah. I think he knew knew the impact that it had initially. Mm. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, just just that's yeah. that's pretty though. It's one of those yeah. things. Because for, <laughs> for a while they had to wear a face mask when you first came back. Yeah, the mask wasn't yeah. a good look. What what um, was it like playing with that? To get sweaty? Yeah, it did. It did. The windshield, I used to call it, but it was, um, yeah, it wasn't a great look, but it did gave me, give me that bit of extra confidence to play with it, mm-hmm. but um, I think Lokes played me in the ruck um, when I had the face mask on, so it was <laughs> <laughs> teaching me to jump a bit higher. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, then, then lost the mask the next year, which I was happy about. Yeah, and uh, obviously, as you said, uh, the next year um, some success came in terms of you at least string some games together. 2018 managed 18 as you just fell short of that elusive finals berth, uh, finishing sixth, and then all we all know what occurred last year. You played every single game, 21 in 2019, as you broke the drought-breaking premiership. So as you alluded to, uh, it was a great reward for you, Max. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, obviously, um, when when Stoney came on board, he, he put a lot of confidence in me, um, not only with my ability but with my leadership as well. Um, so you know, from day one when he came on board, he, he sort of instilled that confidence in me, and um, you know, told me the position I'd be playing, which was obviously my best position. But um, to have a you know a coach back me like that um, from the get go sort of gave me that confidence, and and then obviously being able to get the body got body right um, to to play consistently. Haven't really looked back since then. So, mm. um, and yeah, then obviously that's the reason you play footy is to win, win premierships, and we'd always um, aim for that. Um, and players that I played with for a long time, like you know, Andrew Bradley and Brad Agnew, and, um, you know, Carl Nicholson, these guys, we always chat about it um, you know, through those tough years when we were at the bottom that we wanted to keep going and, and finally. Yeah. Yeah, create a culture and uh, yeah that winning culture. So I think we've got it at the moment. Um, but yeah, we're not sort of living in 2019. We're in 2020 mm. now. We're ready to ready to go again. Hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll get to 2020 in a sec. But um, yeah, the grand final day itself must have been a great memory for you. Um, what do you have a favourite um, snippet of the game that sticks in your mind, or even where you were standing when the final siren sounded? Um, oh look, it was it was all pretty surreal to be honest. Um, <laughs> the game seemed to fly by, but obviously uh, at the end, um, just that jubilation and um, yeah, oh, it was sort of hard to contain your emotions um, mm. looking back on it. But I, I still remember running out because when we first got to the game, we sort of have the, the reserves beforehand, where there's 
yeah, there's a decent crowd, but the stands aren't packed. And then mm. we went went into the change rooms, and the next time we came out onto the field was when we ran through the banner, yeah. and it was yeah, it was packed. Um, so just being able to run out there and look around and see um, old supporters and, and everyone to come watch us play that was that was pretty amazing. And mm. just soak that in for the warm up, really. But then after that, you sort of lose. You, you don't really notice the crowd. You try not to. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, just that the the stage and. Um, Probably the rivalry between Port Adelaide and Glenelg as well. So it's sort of all um, yep. it was a bit of a fairy tale at the end of the day. But mm. um, we seem to yeah stick up pretty well with all that um, considering. Yeah. And what about um, the moment? My great memory of your game on Grand Final day was just that fifty-fifty uh, ball on the grandstand wing, and Big Peter Laddams was coming from the opposite direction at you, and uh, yeah, you didn't flinch one iota and managed to get control of the footy. Uh, it was a pretty pivotal stage of the game as well. Uh, do you remember that one? Yeah, I do, I do. It's, um, I guess, one of those things that I, I like to sort of base my game on is when there's a, a ball to go for, I make a decision to go. Mm. I go you know, full steam ahead and don't deviate. So, um, yeah, I think you know, those moments in grand finals is what you want to be um, <laughs> seen for. Yeah. And, um, I was you know, lucky to be in that position. I, I feel I always enjoy being in those positions to be able to put your body on the line and um, you know, in the respect of your, your teammates and hopefully um, you know, set the tone um, and lead from the front. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah, there were so many examples of that from our, our team over that, um, over that game. Mm. Um, I think it was probably what got us the win in the end was the, you know, that, the hunger and um, you know, the fierceness at the footy. So, yeah. Yeah. And turning the page, that hunger's still clearly there. Obviously, a cracking game um, to start round one against Nord on the weekend uh, was very entertaining, that's for sure, and certainly nail biting for both sets of fans. Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was a very hard fought game. Still, still feeling it a bit today. But um, look, I, th- I think yeah, there was certainly aspects of the game that we need to improve on. But um, our hunger and um, desire for the, the footy and, and the contest was was there, and um, you know we know if we bring that, most weeks we're going to be in the game. Um, mm. So we just got to tidy up a few other things. Um, obviously, there's a few new faces in the team, but we'll mm-hmm. start to gel a bit better as the, as the weeks go by. But um, certainly some positives, but a lot to a lot to work on from the weekend as well. Um, yeah. But Norda, yeah, they're going to be a great team this year. I feel. And, um, they certainly took it up to us. Indeed. Um, and you're, you're the skipper. What was it like captaining the Glenelg Football Club for the f- first time? Yeah, another massive honour, I guess, and um, something that I'm very proud of um, mm. to be able to, to lead you know, from the front. But um, obviously having a leadership role the last few years um, has helped with that and, and nothing really changes too much for me. But to get... Um, Win under under the belt first ups, obviously a bit of a weight off the shoulders, but um, yeah, that's something I'm very happy with. And we got we got a lot of great leaders at the footy club at the moment, um, yeah. so certainly not alone there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you know, Chris Carney will come back this week, and he's uh, we're stoked to have him play this this year. We know the leadership that he provides, so mm-hmm. um, yeah. Excellent. I guess, um, yeah, can't wait to keep keep it going this year. And off the field, um, tell us about what you do with yourself, Max. Uh, so I'm a project manager for a uh, like commercial construction company called Partech mm-hmm. Construction and Interiors. So, uh, yeah, sort of studied architecture at, 
uh, at uni and then um, sort of went over to the dark side and started uh, project management with, with a building company and um, actually out of uni was working with Scott Salisbury home so Scott obviously yep. an ex-Glenelg player um, and then yeah made the made the shift to, to a commercial building company and been there for for five years at Partech which is a great place to work and um, yep. a lot of good workmates and really enjoy it but um certainly comes with its stresses yeah. <laughs> so footy, footy's a good escape from all that um, yeah. tend to take some mind off it from time to time which is good excellent uh, well, definitely uh, certainly be a challenge for you and uh, very much um involving some of those leadership qualities you have to display in your footy world too yeah, that's right. It's that, that work-life balance, but um, mm. yeah, being involved in a team at work, and um, you know, obviously have to have those qualities as a project manager to be mm. able to communicate and get things done, and uh, be stern at times, which I get a little bit of grief from the other players about. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's the way I am. Excellent, Max. Well, uh, yeah, a big reason for that is the success you're having, and as you say, the culture that you've built down there in conjunction with coach Mark Stone as well and that's a big reason for why you're um, succeeding uh, on the field so congratulations to you on your 100th game a fantastic milestone to eventually get there after, uh, ever since your debut game of round 5 2012 so well done on your tremendous persistence and loyalty to the Glenelg Footy Club and also the Sanford competition as a whole so uh, congratulations and all the best for the game against South Adelaide on Sunday. Oh, thanks Zach, really appreciate it.